Hi everyone, this is Alicia Halliday and this is the May 18th, 2020 Autism Science Foundation Weekly Science Podcast. This week we have a very special guest, someone I've wanted to have on for a while. Her name is Dr. Teal Benavides and she directs a program called ASSET or Autistic Adults and Other Stakeholders Engaged Together. You may have seen this initiative at the Autism Society of America meeting or the International Meeting for Autism Research or even heard about it online. They've hold their own conferences and perhaps you've gone. As stated in their mission statement, autistic adults have multiple chronic and potentially preventable healthcare needs as compared to same age adults without ASD, but scientists know very little about why these differences are occurring and how to improve autistic outcomes. Their team prioritized the specific positive health and healthcare outcomes desired by autistic adults. They identified potential evidence-based interventions from the perspective of autistic adults and involved other stakeholders in identifying interventions to address priority topics. Through the course of their meetings, which include autistic adults, they discussed and prioritized what the healthcare priorities are and what needs further research. It's funded by something called the Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute, or PCORI, which is funded by the Affordable Care Act, and focuses funding on patient-centered outcomes. Surprise, that's in their title. At their meetings, they identified mental health outcomes, injury and mortality outcomes, and physical health outcomes as being high priority. Actually, mental health outcomes was recommended for top funding. Now I'm going to turn it over to Dr. Benavides to discuss what the purpose of their project was and what they actually found. So, Dr. Teal, why did you conduct this analysis? What was the need? Hello, my name is Teal Benavides, and I'm pleased to share with you a new study that our collaborative stakeholder team conducted entitled Interventions to Address Health Outcomes Among Autistic Adults, a Systematic Review. Our project team called ASSET, or Autistic Adults and Other Stakeholders Engaged Together, is co-led by myself and Stephen Shore and involves a large community council team of autistic adults and other stakeholders who work together to identify priorities for research in order to address health, health outcomes for autistic adults. First, why did we conduct this analysis and what was the need? Autistic adults experience higher than expected rates of chronic health conditions compared to same age adults not on the spectrum. And they report poor quality of life and well being. This particular study was conducted because while we know there are poor health outcomes for autistic adults, we did not know the available evidence to support which interventions or approaches were both acceptable to autistic individuals and were research supported. This study describes the available evidence we found through a systematic review of the literature. Our research question was, what interventions implemented for autistic individuals are currently documented in the literature that evaluate health-related outcomes? One important difference in our systematic review protocol was that our findings were reviewed by our community partners, the Community Council, for relevance to the autistic adult population. The purpose of involving the community council was to provide an informed opinion to the systematic review findings that reflects autistic people's shared ownership of the research narrative as related to the presented evidence in our paper. The importance of including community members and in patient-centered outcomes research is necessary for scientific communities 
to address what is deemed important and to understand perceptions of existing or available approaches. All right, so how did you do it? Please tell me who was involved and how the hypotheses were developed. We searched the largest available health database, PubMed, for peer-reviewed research studies published in the last 10 years. We included any study which involved autistic adults and provided an intervention to improve individual health outcomes. We used a systematic review protocol to conduct the search of the literature, and we relied on a screening process with multiple steps to evaluate whether studies should be or should not be included in the study. After we found articles that met our criteria, we identified the types of interventions that were described, the health outcomes that were being evaluated, and the study populations that were included in these research studies. We examined themes from these included studies and we report them in our paper. Following the first review of available studies, our community council recommended targeted searches of the literature for specific desired interventions identified during our priority setting activities. In addition, after sharing the results of the systematic review, community council members were asked the following questions. Would you recommend any of the existing interventions that we found? If yes, which are they? If no, why not? We also ask what other interventions or approaches are not in our study, but should be included or considered for autistic adults in the future. What did you find? In our systematic review, we found 778 articles upon our first search of the literature. Only 19 of these studies met all of our inclusion criteria. Within these 19 studies, two approaches were found to have emerging evidence to support their use in autistic adults, cognitive behavioral interventions and mindfulness-based approaches for improved mental health outcomes. These approaches were found to have stronger evidence to support their use with a number of randomized controlled trials evaluating them. Several of these studies use participatory approaches to adapt cognitive behavioral interventions based on the specific desired needs of autistic individuals, which we felt was a positive. Many of the outcomes from these included studies were about reduced symptoms of co-occurring mental health diagnoses, such as reduced anxiety and reduced depression, which was a good thing because one of our priority areas is on mental health. Unfortunately, we found that most of the participants in our included studies were male and they did not have an intellectual disability. This suggests that the available evidence is only being conducted on younger autistic individuals and those without an intellectual disability. We found other gaps in the available literature. These gaps included few to no evidence-based approaches for addressing the health needs of autistic individuals who are female or are non-binary. In addition, there were a number of interventions that autistic individuals are asking for evidence about, such as animal-assisted therapy or self-management approaches to help mental health outcomes. But we were not able to find research on those specific priority topics. What do you plan on doing next? Our asset team is working to share the results of our priority setting work, including priorities related to mental health, gender and sexual health, as well as priorities for access to healthcare. We also have heard from a number of researchers that they would like to align their research to address these priorities, 
but these researchers express the need for assistance in conducting patient or stakeholder-centered research in collaboration with the autistic community. In the future, we would like to develop, in collaboration with other stakeholder-driven research teams, a way to support a more collaborative and respectful research agenda conducted with autistic individuals as co-developers. Working together on shared goals with other research teams and the autistic community is an important next step. There's likely or hopefully more to come from ASSET, which is led by autistic adults, so please stay tuned. Lastly, I want to comment on a new study that tries to determine the prevalence of autism in adults. More of what we don't know. Scientists have actually tried to count adults with autism. It's hard and it's complicated. The census doesn't ask about autism, or, but I wish they did. That would give us a number. It's frankly easier to count the number of children with autism, and the CDC is good at that. They go into schools and they look at actual records and get clinical psychologists to evaluate those records and determine a diagnosis. Matt Maynard described this, pro- this process in the March 30th podcast. Go back and listen. But for adults, things are trickier. Adults come in different ages, live in different places. So the CDC turns to mathematical estimates of prevalence based on the prevalence of children. And that's what they did in a publication in the Journal of Autism and Developmental Disorders this week. Researchers from the CDC used data from something called the National Study of Children's Health. In this study, instead of professionals looking at actual records, people are randomly called or possibly emailed and asked to participate in a study of their children's health. If they don't have a child, click, they're done. If they do, they're asked all sorts of questions, including if anyone has ever told them their child has autism. The system has typically reported prevalence numbers higher than the Autism Developmental Disabilities Monitoring Network numbers, which directly assess whether or not someone has ASD. There are other questions, including demographics and education, and it's a comprehensive survey designed to get a temperature on children's health, not just autism. And it includes things like racial and ethnic determinants and socioeconomic factors. I digress here. But there are no actual observations made like in Adam. So the authors used unpublished prevalence data they calculated from 2017 from this survey. They didn't actually publish it, but they used these numbers. A 1.97 prevalence for kids 3 to 5 years, 2.61 for kids 6 to 11 years, and 2.65 for kids 12 to 17 years. As people with autism do have higher mortality rates, especially due to things like drowning after wandering and seizures, they published data on that and entered that into their mathematical model. So they came up with an estimate, a mathematical simulation of how many men and women would have autism in ages 18 to 87. How many adults should there be in 2020 if they used prevalence numbers for kids aged 12 to 17 years in 2017. So you see how I'm a little bit confused about how they can make this estimation. Because they were simulations, they took into account some measurement of error. They weren't going to get everything exactly right. As an estimation of the variability of an estimation, so try to figure that one out, I think you see where I'm going here. The nationwide prevalence estimate was 2.2% or approximately 5 million autistic adults. Are there a lot of autistic adults out there? I bet there are. Are there 5 million? I'm not sure, and I don't think this study provides an accurate number. I'm sorry, it doesn't. It presumes that the prevalence was 2.2% 20 years ago, which is not what's documented in the literature. 
It says that in 2017, from a telesurvey, how we get an accurate percentage of people with autism that we can use to estimate how many people had autism 20 to 60 years ago when the prevalence was lower. What this estimate does tell us is that perhaps 5 million people or 5 million autistic adults may not be getting the services they need, and there is not proper research into helping these 5 million people, as the systematic review Dr. Benvenides described. This data may be used to show the public health need, but I don't think it can comment on the change in prevalence or time or factors that cause ASD. In fact, if it's used that way, I will tend to come down harder on their methodology. Do do 5 million adults with autism exist? Even with this paper, we still do not know. Thanks for listening this week. What does cause the increase? Thanks for listening this week. I hope you don't think that I... Thanks for listening this week. And I will talk to you next week. Have a very safe, very protected, and very socially distanced week this week.